Yeah, for it sure. It would be, because, yeah, Randall, have you made levels? Not really. I've played around with the editor a little bit, but I have not really finished a level. It's fun. I like making Mario level difficulty levels. Yeah. So, like, so not like actually, actually hard levels. Yeah. Yeah. Some, like, maybe that have, like, a mechanic that's a little bit, like, ooh, that's fun, but for right. the most part... I don't know. That's I'd probably what like I'd want to make too is just like what would feel like a normal Mario level, honestly. And those are so few and far between I know. when you play like oh, endless a, mode. Yeah, they're like you never find them. Yeah. It's either one that auto completes itself or right. one that's like a Kaizo level. And I'm just like, no. No, thank I'm not you. Doing this. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 32 and my name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. DJ Mandolini. Yo. And John Hines. Hi there. And we are back and we're back again <laughs> to talk about <laughs> Baba's You. We're going to try this thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it a couple weeks ago and uh, unfortunately as we uh, mentioned last week, lost the audio for that. Nope. Uh, at least everyone's audio but Randall's and uh, yeah. I thought about trying to upload that but it, there was a lot of, there was some chunks of just uh, yep. <laughs> just, uh, Ra- Randall's very agreeable so <laughs> I tried but uh, with no context, uh, it's not, not super valuable there so <laughs> <laughs> but anyways value. uh what's that yeah i add value <laughs> uh yeah of course always always thank you um but yeah we can just dig right back into baba's you and i think dj's probably the only one of us who's actually gotten further than uh the last time we played i mean i'm, I'm still just stuck and I, I admittedly i haven't played much since but uh i guess we can just kind of set the game up if, if you're not familiar with the game we'll be a little briefer with it but um, since we have done this once before, but it's pretty much like a top down perspective puzzle game where you're pushing around uh, different words uh, one tile at a time. And you're basically setting up different rules where, you know, the main rule if for most of these puzzles uh, is Baba is you. And that's the character that you control. And obviously, if you push uh, either Baba or you away or towards something else, that'll different rules will apply. So Baba is wall. Your character will turn into a wall. Um, and uh, that's pretty much the basic premise, but, uh, as DJ has, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then the, so the flag is win, or you can, but you can change that, uh, you know, depending on sometimes you're walled in, there's all, all different kinds of setups. Um, but yeah, I mean this, this game is just, uh, I I guess I don't really know what, what to say. Why don't you uh, talk a little more about it, Randall, since you're uh, itching to jump in here. Yeah. So it, the first thing it reminds me of is Chip's challenge. I've got to get that yeah. in there again because yeah, that's a, that's a great touchstone for sure. <laughs> also, um, yeah, um, like, for someone who is not familiar with ooh. <laughs> you know, Chip's challenge was like uh, came with like Windows ninety five. Yeah, it was like part yeah. of the Windows games package. Best of entertainment, I think. Was <laughs> that collection. sounds right. Wow, nice memory. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I was really happy the first time you mentioned Chips Challenge because I like my whole family played that. Oh, yeah, that oh, was yeah. A great. We wrote down in a notebook like what the passwords to each level were. Oh, yeah. Like, and that went anytime that we got stuck, we're like, no, we need to beat this so we get the password. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I this remember is definitely... my, my cousin and his dad kind of bonding over that too. my uncle. They, they like would do the same thing, just play through the levels each night and cool bonding experience on the new computer. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so chips challenge like it was uh you were chip you were the character and it was a top-down puzzle game but you were trying to get to 
it was like a blue warp like square and that was the end and most of them you would have to collect chips which were like computer chips like uh and you would you know some of them were like oh you need to collect five in order to unlock the gate and then once you do that you can pass through it or sometimes they like you didn't need to collect any chips and you just needed to avoid enemies and there were different enemies that behaved in different ways i feel like i remember pushing keys around as well to get doors open does that sound right yeah yeah, the key is definitely what made what, that was like the touchstone. As soon as you said chips challenge, I was yep. like, oh yeah, those keys yep. and the footwear because there was the fireproof boots, there was the fins for going in water, there was right. the ice skate that you There's could just footwear and Baba's you. No, I not okay. Baba's I was like, I haven't gotten chips there yet. <laughs> Baba is shoe. <laughs> this is a chips challenge discussion. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I was like, man, I totally missed the mechanic here. But uh, but anyways, I mean, D, the, obviously, Baba is you is taking uh, what the foundation or whatever uh, that Chips Challenge laid and really subverting that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, it's you know, th- these are really you know, uh, I don't know, some serious brain teasers or head scratchers, whatever oh, yeah. you want to call them. These are some really tough puzzles. Uh, I don't know if there's. I think DJ, would you say there's like eight or ten worlds? In the game, yeah, maybe nine or ten. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm I'm Oof. stuck on a level on world three, and Same. I'm sure you know <laughs> I, these these are this is the kind of game where like you you get stuck on a puzzle, you come back to it, maybe it clicks, maybe it doesn't, you come back to it. But I, I've come back to this one three, four, maybe five times now, and and still I been wanted, stuck. I remember what it is. <laughs> I want to tell you the answer so bad. Well, it's one that like I don't even feel like I I feel like I've I obviously have not, but I feel like I've tried every option there is because it's one of the levels like some of them will have you know you can almost have 10 different maybe not 10 but eight you know different sets of of rules that are in place but this is like there's maybe only five or six words within this wall that i'm in and then there's a few rules that are in place like uh oh i know is this it, level. it's either key is defeat or i, f- I forget what it is I think something I know what you're at too yeah. Okay. okay. Well, apparently <laughs> everyone's further than me. Um. But, but actually, this this level I think was a really good example of like you you like introducing mechanics like almost out of frustration, where like you are trying literally everything, but there's not a lot that you think you can do until the moment where you actually either by accident or just like think maybe this will work and then you try it and once you do and that does work that moment of like inspiration where you're like okay that unlocks a whole realm of possibilities that i didn't even think were possible before right which and gives I, me I, anxiety <laughs> <laughs> well i really i like that a lot about this game but at the same time i i do think and this is a small gripe because i do think most of these puzzles are are pretty genius and, and we did talk about before um a lot of these levels in comparing what we did uh, and how we solve them it's like with the they're not like these prescribed exact oh this is you have to do this in this order to solve the puzzle it's like we're right. really solving some of these in totally different fashions which is really cool but i am finding at least once in a while that like i am just like having to try something that doesn't seem like it would work or at least my at least my brain may mm-hmm. and maybe i'm just stupid but like it's seeming like I'm not uh, like some of the mechanics. I don't think I would have like just pushing a word, for example, like into a water tile and then the water right. kind of evaporates. Like, yeah, that was just like I was, again, out of frustration, just shoving tiles all over the place. And, oh, that works. Yeah. OK, I can like. But I guess that was like there's no way I would have thought of like, oh, that might be a mechanic. But right. uh, this is a very small gripe because uh, most of these puzzles, again, are really well thought out. And along those same lines, I think I really like how the visual design is so simple and clean where it just doesn't get in your way. It's still unique, 
It has a nice hand-drawn feel and it's cute, but it doesn't get in your way. Like this game is all about those logic logic puzzles and just informing as best as it can. Like these are your options potentially. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and even even like the music, it just kind of stays like a nice chill. It's a, a little repetitive. There's not a ton of songs, or at least in the how far I am in the game, there's maybe like two different songs per world. It yeah. seems, but um, but it's just like a nice chill background but the you know even though i i always say like i like putting on a podcast while i play a game that not necessarily the best idea with this one because yeah, you do want to oh, keep it's very devote demanding. like full attention to what you're doing your whole yeah, I, I i tried doing a podcast and i think i was focused on one level the entire time i didn't yeah. <laughs> i finished the podcast i didn't make any progress <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I do really like that visual style that you mentioned, Randall. It almost has that like squiggle vision, yeah. like old school Simpsons episodes. And can't you turn that off? You can turn that off. It's like I think they call it the wobble effect, and it looks like it really makes it look like almost like a Commodore sixty four game or like yeah. Number Munchers. Like it really looks like a totally different game. Almost like it loses a lot of that personality but it is nice there's a ton of, of uh accessibility options where you can like i think you can turn up like the contrast and the colors yeah and a few different things that just make it a little easier to play and as i've mentioned before and i think i mentioned when we talked about it but i love that you can just use basically any face button yeah does your one action that you have and then uh either joystick either the left or the right joystick but i, I love that especially Sweet. for a game that obviously doesn't have any twitch mechanics really although i think there might be some that oh, come into geez. play later i think one of you guys mentioned like that there turns into like uh, like levels that have like a platforming feel to them yeah, like they introduce the, a gravity mechanic the, the the gravity mechanic the 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 fall uh like something like is baba fall. is fall yeah, yeah or yeah, whatever so they will be always being drawn to the bottom of the screen until something interrupts their oh, movement. So, and even uh, that, it's like you have to shift your perspective, like we mentioned at the top. Like, this is a top-down game, but obviously when you're playing these levels, you have to look at it almost as like a side-on, yeah, it's you like know, like two-dimensional. Some of the elements in the level, like, yeah, are, you know, subject to gravity, but others aren't, and it's like trying to wrap your head around both ends of it. Wow. And, and yeah, and DJ's, uh, he was showing me a level the other day that, like, where it's like, baba is all or all is you i think was the mechanic oh. where you're literally yep. controlling everything <laughs> on right. the level yeah um, i i told i told these guys about the the empty uh yeah now like all the space that isn't occupied by anything and oh my god i just discovered the concept of all which is all the spaces that are occupied the <laughs> inverse a philosophical way of phrasing i've just discovered the concept of all, <laughs> all. <laughs> copernicus over here <laughs> oh, my. another oh, man, element i yeah. really appreciated was the the text tiles light up or and stay lit up to show yes. what an active rule is at that point. And once you push it, it kind of grays out and shows, okay, this is no longer an active thing, uh, you know, impacting your gameplay. So yeah. And I do, I do like, like that. It just nails. Yeah. And I do like that. You can pause the game too. And then it will show like in list form, all of the rules yeah. that you have in place or anything yeah. that's active. That's just like nice little touch to be like, okay, what's going on here? Let me, let me yeah. reassess the situation. And yeah. also when you are interacting like with the rule set that pertains to Baba and you accidentally turn off Baba is you and the music cuts out yep. and it just like, <laughs> yeah, like the, you, I think you said it was like a void sound yes. effect. Uh, and I, yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Just that like whooshing sound in the background. <laughs> that's why that um, rewind. Nice button is uh, pretty clutch 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's an infinite rewind too, that yes. you can just keep pressing it and you'll just undo a move one at a time. Yeah. Or hold it down and just fast forward rewind, or you can just click the like fast reset. restart and actually reset the level completely. If you've just like, okay, I've, I've pushed everything around so much that, you know, yeah. And there's, there's just all kinds of, I, I know you DJ not to keep throwing it back at you, but like you've Throw mentioned, like, me. it's like, isn't there like level is you. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, uh, yeah. <laughs> or I, we keep so using as is you, you know, it can be any number of level is flag or, le- you know, it can be any number of these things. Yeah. It's like, I keep thinking, okay, I, I, I get what they're doing and then they throw something new at me and I don't know what's <laughs> wow. going on anymore. Yeah. It's almost like each world, you know, m- most puzzle games are, or, or most games in general, if they, if they're divided up into different worlds or segments are going to be like oh we're throwing a new mechanic into the mix or a new item or a right. new whatever but this is like almost like each world is like it's all multiple game. new game yeah mechanics oh, in each yeah. world yeah yeah and, or, or at least something that's like a mechanic that a game could be founded upon and mm-hmm. it's like these are just individual worlds within this one you know seemingly it's so deep this game is so impressively like like complex yeah i'm excited to have this one kind of on the back burner hopefully i can uh i can get past this level that i'm stuck on and one thing that we didn't mention that is nice and i've been kind of restricting myself to play all the levels in order but it is nice that you can that not entirely like you can't play any level at any time but it does seem like it unlocks like a few levels at a time like on a few branching paths so you can kind of experience the game or like i'm stuck on here let me yeah let me find another level that I can, you know, maybe it'll reshape my perspective after I see a new mechanic in that level. Right. And, oh, OK, I'm, I missed something in that previous level. Or I'm yeah, just I frustrated think, with this other level and I just got to play something different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I think I've, I've technically beaten less levels than you, Kevin, but I've been to more worlds because I've just like every one that I have beaten, I've kind of like spread out and only done yeah. the ones that I can and move forward. And I like that I'm able to do that and still have like stuff to go back to. But I also really like the uh, uh, I forget what they're called, if they're plus levels or the harder versions, like the harder versions, yeah. like you'll do a level and you'll have figured out like the mechanics and you feel really good about that. And then they have a harder version of that. And that usually like will just completely eradicate the way that you solved that the previous version of the level. And you just have like the feeling of like the wind coming out of your sails as soon as you see the same level that you spent so much time on and be like, OK, I have no idea how to beat this thing right. because you're just too fixated on the solution you did before right it's like it's hard to try to wrap your head around something new it's genius yeah and i mean because that's part of my reason why i don't want to jump ahead is like because i'm so like i know they're going to keep throwing new mechanics into the mix so it's like i don't want to get too far ahead of myself but yeah it's like yeah even from level to level you almost have that Mm -hmm. which is crazy but yeah i think we can pretty pretty safely say we're all into this one and uh we're all going to keep playing it, I think. So. One of the ultimate kudos I can give to this game is it's more than almost any other game I've played, a game that I play while I'm like in the shower, just mentally, like I'm yes. ruminating on levels just without even really thinking about it. Like it just kind of pops into my head, like you know, it's just kind of swirling around in there. I'm like, oh, shoot, let me go try to distract get out of the shower. About moving text boxes around. Yeah, Pretty frequently. Yeah, like, oh, if I put that key over there. Yeah, it is, um, it's it's kind of a game that you can like kind of beat while you're not playing it. If you, you totally just like can. kind of abstract step away from something that maybe you're running your head against and then come back and with like a fresh eyes and a fresh mind. 
Yeah. And and I think we mentioned before, too, and I, I personally was just playing this by myself, although we did play. I love watch DJ play a little bit. It seems like a totally viable game to play like couch co-op, even if you're not yeah. touching the controller at all. Oh, yeah. You could still be like as long as you're into playing like the game cooperatively, because I kind of get like I want to solve the puzzle myself. Like I <laughs> right. didn't beat the level myself. But if I'm in the mindset of like, OK, this is what we're doing. Like I'm playing this game with a friend like and I can, get, I can get in that headspace. Yeah. And it, it is helpful to have someone else like. It's like, can you do this? And right. then I'll try it. And then I can. And it's like, it feels good to have like both of us be like, yes, we did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, I think even potentially somebody who doesn't have a lot of video game background might bring like a totally fresh perspective to some yeah. of these puzzles. So that yep. was that literally like one of my friends, uh, Joey, one of my groomsmen. Yeah, it was there. And it, like we just like kind of sat there looking at a level and figured it out. And it was great. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um. Well, yeah, I guess I can talk a little bit about another game that I've uh, just kind of dipped my toes into. Um, I haven't played a ton, and uh, it's a little bit different than what I expected. The game's called Overwhelm, um, and it has kind of like a similar art style to uh, uh, Downwell, even a little less detailed than that. Like, it's really, like, simplistic, uh, minimalist pixel art, pretty zoomed in uh, style. Not not quite as chunky as uh, as Carol Blaster that we yeah. talked about. <laughs> But but kind of a similar and inter- even more primitive looking than that. And everything's oh, wow. really like red, black and and white. Um, I think there are a few different color palettes that you can pick from. But this is essentially like a like a run and gun twin stick shooter or not twin stick shooter, I shouldn't say. But you're yeah, run and gun. I guess you are like using the right stick to aim in, in 360 degrees. Um, and you're you're kind of picking off enemies. You do have limited ammo um, and you're before. Essentially, like the the main conceit of this game is that you're you're dropped into this world, and I I thought it was more of a roguelike where you're where the the map was going to get shuffled every time that you play, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And I again, I haven't played a ton. I've only played maybe like thirty minutes to an hour. But like you do start every run, you get you get three hits, and every time you take a hit, you die, and you kind of start back at the beginning of the room that you're in. And okay. it does play like a a decently sized Metroidvania. I mean, it's on the small side for sure as far as the map goes. But uh, essentially, the world starts out pretty sparse, and there's only, like, at least at the start of the game, every time I've played so far, there's been these scorpion enemies that are wandering around. But they're, if you play, I'm always running as fast as I can, and I'm dying like an <laughs> idiot. But, like, if I, if I played a little more cautiously, I, they're pretty easy to avoid. And then you eventually will, and they'll show, like, there's, I think there's five different bosses in the game, and there's, uh, on the world map, right from the get-go, you can see, hey, there's here's where the bosses are located, so you know, you're okay, I'm heading towards these, and then there'll be a crystal in that room once you get to one of them. I've only defeated one of the bosses, um, and once you get to the room, you shoot the crystal a few times, the boss comes out, and then uh, I died the first few times, but I was able to kill the boss last time that I played, nice. and so every time you kill a boss, like, those like minions of that boss like there's not not necessarily minions that you're fighting but like mini versions of that boss will now populate the world map so like the game progressively every time you kill a boss and it said it said something in the description that like the enemies will also like gain that that boss's abilities oh boy i didn't play enough and, and see enough of that in action to really know how that comes into play but uh but basically the the core conceit of this game is like as you defeat these bosses the game gets tougher and tougher. Like you don't gain any new abilities from what I understand. You just have your, your typical, you know, kind of single shot. Like it's a, you can shoot pretty quickly, but it's kind of like an assault rifle mm-hmm. or just like a quick, you know, you got to tap it every time. You can't just hold down the fire button. Boo. Um, <laughs> well, it's it, it, the enemies, at least to what I've seen, I'm, I'm, I mean, the game is called overwhelm. So I'm only imagining this is going to get more overwhelming as time <laughs> goes on. But, uh, but for, for the, 
for where I've been so far, it's like you can kind of like pick off. It feels really nice, actually, to like it, you get like a laser scope sight, like you can see where you're aiming. Nice. And it feels really nice to like take that one shot and hit the enemy because you do have That's limited fair. ammo. So I, I at least really am enjoying that. And it, this game does have two player co-op as well for whatever nice. that's worth. It does seem like it's just a mode that they kind of tacked on. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it feels really nice to control. It's a little awkward to get used to, at least for me, although I think you can you can change the buttons. But with the twin stick controls, like you kind of want to use the triggers to jump and shoot and whatnot. And you do have like a kind of a dash punch as well. Um, so that you can double fun. jump or you can do a dash punch either in midair or while you're running. Um, but yeah, it's, again, this is just kind of first impressions, but I'm having fun. And, and I guess the other conceit is like, so after you beat a boss, you're able to then start in that room if you want, or at least that seemed to be the case after I defeated this one boss. Um, so now every time I start a new run, instead of starting at like the entrance where I normally was starting every other time, I can now start right in the boss room. Oh, that's I'm nice. starting from scratch. So like I have to, I have to shoot the crystal again and beat the boss again and whatnot, but wouldn't I can kind of cut out some of that travel. Wouldn't it be better for you to like, just leave that part of, you know, the, the world aside and just try to try to reach the boss of every world for a checkpoint. Yeah. Yeah. For check. And then be able to do all the bosses. You have to kill the boss to act right. The checkpoint. Right. I, I guess I'm saying don't like can after, you after you point again, like mid run or like do you only use it at the beginning only at the beginning i think so i'm saying before you start area two like let's say you beat the area one boss i would say it'd be better if you're starting a fresh run to start at area two do the boss rather than starting at the area one boss beating it making the world get harder than trying to get through the world of world two it'll be easier to activate the world two checkpoint if you don't do the world one boss before that, or can you well, not access the world two until you beat world the world? Yeah. One otherwise, boss. you will have to start at the beginning. Like oh, you can't I, thought you, start. I thought you got to choose which path to take. I thought, oh, okay. you only can start at in a room of a boss that you've already killed. You can't start or at the beginning. You can't start in a different any of the boss rooms. It has to be one that you've not not the boss room. I'm saying (laughs) I'm I'm doing a terrible job. Yeah, I'm not following this at all. So that's okay. We'll just we'll we'll drop it. I guess I don't I I don't think it would make a huge difference because either way, you once you kill one of the bosses, the game is just going to get harder automatically until, until your next run. Until your next run and it all resets, right? Yeah, but you have to beat it all in one run. Yeah, to beat the game. Right. I, okay. Is it? But is it a linear progression, or can you choose your? Path? You can go in That's any order. Yeah, you can okay. kill the bosses in any order. Okay, so now I'm with DJ, and I yeah. don't know. So what I'm saying, if you can pick whatever way you want to go, yeah, like not not boss rooms, just whichever path. Let's say there are five paths, like that each leads. Well, it's us all interconnected, each, right? That I there, let's be say like, there well, are, there's four paths. <laughs> say there are five paths that have their own bosses at the end of them you you do one you do one of them you beat one of the bosses and the next so so that checkpoint is unlocked let let's say you died you 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 die after that okay i would say wouldn't it be better to start in the hub world try to get through a different path because it'll be easier to activate that checkpoint without with, without making it harder beforehand by yeah this that's like the whole premise of the game is like you're supposed to like they're like experimenting like which order you want to defeat the bosses in as you 
and then okay what way like if i beat the scorpion boss first or whatever that that enemy is too tough and now the world is too tough so it is kind of you are supposed to like experiment with the order that's kind of but a it, mega man-ish thing yeah, a little like, bit yeah yeah use the fight the boss that is easiest to you and then fight the boss that that's weak to and then go on from there yeah so it has I, I sort of see what you're saying i guess in the long run it seems like it wouldn't make much of a difference in the long other run, than no. just, just for unlocking in terms of getting the checkpoints unlocked as yeah, well. yeah. And that, that, that would DJ, that's sense. exactly how i would play too yeah. okay so <laughs> okay okay well as i said earlier uh, i i'm just an idiot i guess so. <laughs> But anyways, after that confusing uh, segment, I guess I can uh, I can get back God. to no, that's on me too, for sure. But I I think we can pretty much or I can wrap that up there, and I'll uh, I'm definitely gonna keep playing this game, so I'll I'll update when I play some more. Nice. But uh, I think we can move on, and uh, we all picked this game up on the cheap thanks to uh, our good friends at Cubic Games, who are not actually our friends at all. But uh, but We'd they like do them uh, to be our friends. Well, no, I mean we we full uh, disclosure, we're not friends with them. <laughs> friends of Pod. Not even on social media, but we uh, we do have, uh, you know, we mentioned their their kind of loyalty program or whatever we called it or whatever they call it. I don't know, but it's pretty cool. I mean, we we all picked up this game one strike for 50 cents, I think, and it's normally only five bucks. But because we own Blazing Beaks or whatever other games we own from Cubic, we were able to pick up this game for 50 cents and we all played a little bit, but John played the most. So Mm. why don't you uh, lead us off here? Sure. So one strike is a fighting game uh like a 2d fighting game like street fighter or any other yeah, one. like one versus one yeah or uh you have one hit point and you basically the only controls are like left right dodge and then attack and block and you basically uh, each character has different windows for what their uh, block is and like a range on what their attack is. And so you're basically just trying to figure out how like what the opponent's window of vulnerability is and using that to get an attack in before they attack you and yours. And because it's one strike, like it's they're very quick battles. Like right. um, I played through the arcade mode which is it says in in the description is a good way to learn how to use characters. Um, I don't remember any of the characters' names, <laughs> um, but the character that I ended up playing with, uh, she had like a scythe on a uh, rope. So like Me her, too. and I think most, or at least I played the fir- like the very first character that you can select. I played him for a little bit, and then I played her for a little bit. I think both of them have a two-stage attack where you have to press the attack button twice in order to actually activate attack. Huh. And, like, so I would be, like, activating attack, but that, I think, prevents you from blocking. Right. So, like, you're trying to get into range to another character and then finally landing the attack. Or if they're going to attack, then... or, or block your attack, then you are have this, win- like, uh, window of vulnerability to their attack and you need to figure out your dodges and the arcade mode you have five lives per character both you and the other character so it becomes like oh you like you're trying to figure out what their this other character's like window of vulnerability is and like you have five chances either way to get them like kill them or they kill you um and i enjoyed that i thought it was a good way like arcade mode especially for i forget what the like 
other mode is called. Yeah, you did the mode I should have done. Yeah. <laughs> the one I did was just like, okay, just run through all the bosses yes. on one life. <laughs> one hit. And I was just like, okay, uh, I'll give this a few minutes and I, I can't. Yeah. Same. It was, but uh, it was, I really liked the arcade mode just because like, you know, the first couple times, like I would die to a new character because I hadn't figured out that like the strategy to go up against them. But then like after they got like one kill on me, I'd be like, OK, I think I got this. And then, you know, I get three on them and then they get one on me again. I was still just playing it on easy. So like they have different difficulty levels on top of that. Um, but I was able to beat it with uh, that one character and I liked it. I uh, haven't played it against a human yet, which I would like to because i like playing multiplayer fighting games, especially against friends, because I think Me that's too. a good way to really ramp up the tension, especially with a game like this, where you really it's not like Bushido Blade level of yeah, like, or even complexity. Street Fighter, you know, I mean, all these button inputs for, you know, to at least do the special moves and really get like the whole what the game has on offer. It's like I, I do kind of like that, like, hey, if, as long as you have some uh, as long as you're acclimated with a video game controller, like two buttons you know this is a pretty straightforward it's all about timing yeah and, that's and fair I, I think for me it like i i don't know that it, like other than playing the arcade mode like you did like probably just to get the hang of the characters like i it seems like that's like basically a suitable tutorial yeah and then uh i for me it, it definitely seems like if on the right night if it if the game just clicked with the right group of friends it could definitely be a fun game to pass the controller around and and play with people i definitely now that i know you're interested john i think we're gonna have to try this one out together and i I think like it has a much lower like stake level than say like nidhogg where like that is a at at least nidhogg one is like kind of a similar level of complexity like there aren't a lot of options but like it it was that is such a tense game and if you're playing against someone who is an equal level of you like it is a long game a little more back and forth like like, tension yeah that is outlasting people at that point (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I remember playing against dj and like like nidhogg one and i think like we had a match that lasted at least 30 minutes and it was it was horrible you loved it i did i loved it i never wanted to do it again because it was the most stress it's an investment even like mario tennis like when oh, yeah. you play mario mm-hmm. tennis with people online it's like if you're evenly matched that oh, game yeah. is going on forever just you're sitting in deuce forever yeah. which is kind of i kind of like in one strike that just one hit and then it resets yeah but uh, i'm actually very interested because of one hit in or one strike sorry uh in the sequel which they are developing now which is two strikes which is uh, basically the same game just have two strikes to kill um instead Mm. of one and it is instead of being in like this pixel art uh it's in this like yukioi uh painting style from like japan and it looks gorgeous it's a really striking like black and white um i think it was black and white right i think it's black and white and red black white and red okay it it just was like very vivid i just remember being like oh that looks like because the pixel art is not bad on on one strike or anything but it's nothing that you're like oh these this looks awesome it's like really kind of bland like almost faceless characters Mm -hmm. um it's it's interesting because they they almost i I forget who mentioned this they almost look like stickers they had because they have like a white outline like border around them it almost looks like a sticker or something but yeah, I don't know, but it's this is definitely it seems like they're going not necessarily art forward, but they're making putting more of an emphasis on the art in uh two strikes. Yeah. So, That's cool cuz I thought curious. the first one was a little slapdash with a lot of that stuff. The the polish mm-hmm. of it presentation-wise to me. I think that's also why I fell off. 
Yeah. And again, I, I'm not trying to say this is some <laughs> kind of amazing game, but I, I definitely could see having a fun night with it for oh, sure. Yeah, it's so. 50 cents. I'm not going to tear it to shreds. You know, it does exactly. <laughs> and it gives us access to all those other cubic exactly. deals now that we uh, now that we have it. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, uh, why don't we keep the ball in John's court here and we'll uh, we'll talk about a little Pokemon. Put the Pokeball in John's court. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I dropped the ball on that for sure. Yeah. Um, God, that was, just, <laughs> that was just horrible. Let's keep it going. <laughs> keep the puns a rolling. But yeah, John uh, wrapped up. I think you finished up uh, Pokemon Sword. I have uh, seen the credits of Sword and Shield. Of course. You mean it's never over. More? It's never there's, over. There's always a post game. You got to find Mew. I got to get... <laughs> I, I do have the, I guess, the final Pokemon in the Pokedex. So there are only 400 Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Only 400. Oh, I'm aware because the internet freaked out for some reason. I know. I, like, that, that's not how I had ever played Pokemon. No. I've always started with a new team every time. And one of the things, that, one of these stipulations that I set up for myself is that I will beat the game with only using new pokemon nice so like i never like new to this yes generation or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. generation yeah yeah and like that was actually uh one of the things that kind of made this one a little bit difficult for me because i i don't typically use it uh choose pokemon based on like type advantages for that right i usually just pick like whatever ones i like most yeah but Man, a lot of the ones I liked most in this series were either just one type or like multiple types that of the same one. Like, the, my, I think three of my favorite Pokemon in this were all bug type. Oh, and I was not going to have a team with three <laughs> bug types. Yeah, as, as much team as with I any love. bug type. No, you should <laughs> always have a team with a bug type because they're good against dark and psychic and grass. Go anyway yeah um but yeah um i really liked uh this installment in the pokemon series i'm a big fan i've played every single game in the series wow um and uh over the years there have just been so many quality of life improvements and i think that this game is no exception to that they've added so many things that are just nice and kept so many things that are nice i think one of the things that uh, I, i have issues with in pokemon is that they have a lot of sometimes unnecessary mechanics that are added to yeah. like some of the newer games. And then those ones don't typically survive to the next one, or they are just like little gimmicks that are added. And uh, I've actually kind of liked the, I think mega evolutions, the Z moves and with this one, the Dynamax uh, mechanics, which are not necessarily like stuff that gets carried over from game to game, but it's just something that's unique to each main title in the series. Right. Uh, in this one, the Dynamaxing is like you're anytime that you're in a specific like Dynamaxing area, uh, you can have once per battle uh, a Pokemon turn into Dynamax, which is just they become huge. Yeah, they get real and big. This is, this is t- <laughs> this is typically on like a football pitch of uh, uh, English football. Um <laughs> not our american football (laughs) um but uh i i really like the way that they've uh presented the mechanic especially within the context of the like these arena matches that are the gym challenge is uh different in this one they've that's been something that they've been overhauling since um uh sun and moon 
where the way that that was incorporated into the story was that the Alola region like was in like starting up their own gym league. They'd had, didn't have one that was established like the other ones. So they were kind of new and like figuring it out. And then they had, they were building the elite four as like the game was happening. Huh, um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then in uh sword and shield, like they have like this, it's way more like modeled after over like football, like, uh, what is it? FC football clubs. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so like each one like has their, like, uh, these arenas that people go to and they're all watching you. And like, there's the, you know, they're chanting along and like the, the boss or the gym battles. It's really fun. And it's a good way of world building. Yeah. But also like, uh, a criticism I've, I've heard of it since beating the game that like, I hadn't really thought of until I heard it was that, uh, there isn't really much of a focus on the story in terms of like your typical like oh like in the first one you're fighting team rocket or right, in yeah ruby sapphire you're feeding or you're fighting uh team magma or team aqua and there's these huge plans and those are happening in sword and shield but they're way in the background like they're you basically don't interact with that story that's happening like until the very end of the game. Huh. Like there's one part where you go to a gym and they're like, Oh, there's a crisis in like the power reactor under this gym. And I'm like, Oh cool. I'm going to like fight that and figure that out. And then and like all the adults are like, we'll take care of it. You go fight like, some more gym battles. <laughs> all right. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. I guess in a way that makes sense. Like in the first ones, like how, right. how are you supposed to take down team rocket bef- before you've proved yourself to be like this, you know, champion, right? Like, you're just this average, like only got like four gym badges kind of kid. <laughs> and it's like, in the way that they frame it in sword and shield is that like, since everybody's watching these games, like they also know who you are. So the more gyms you beat, the more people like recognize you mm. and they're like, Hey, good job. in like fighting the gyms. Cool. Like once you beat it, like everybody refers to you as champion, oh, yeah. which I've, oh, yeah. that's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I was, uh, when we were talking about it before I was saying is like, Oh yeah, I haven't beaten the elite four. There's not an elite four in this game. Oh wow. And like what it ends up being is there's a tournament of gym leaders at the end where it's like, you're all fighting the rest of the gym leaders again. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. Well, like, but it's in like a tournament form. So you're not actually fighting all of them. You're just fighting like the like quarterfinals, the semifinals, oh, finals. Cool and, idea. and then you fight the champion. Is that like a set? Like, I don't you will know. always fight this boss at this I hope it's randomized because yeah. like I uh I liked how I was just like fighting a stronger version of the gym leader's team that I fought before. Yeah, that's cool. It was fun. I like that. So um, I have two questions for you. Shoot. Number one, I know you mentioned uh to us before when we were kind of talking about what we were all playing before the episode, like that the end game at least of the mm-hmm. or this tournament section like got a little tougher, like we're and you're having to bust out a little more strategy and like yeah. I'm someone who, to be honest, and I, I'm not trying to brag, I have never lost a battle in a Pokemon game, <laughs> and I have not played all the games, but I've, I've, they're just, it's too easy. Yeah, it's that you don't really have to think unless you really get like unlucky with like your team, like having all types of Pokemon that are you're just gonna hit a stone wall at this gym leader. Right. Uh, there's just, it's a little too easy most of the time. But what, what, what kind of challenges were you hitting at the end? A thing that I really like about recent Pokemon games is once you get to the elite. Four, like you will have like oh yeah like 
this is the Elite Four member that has like Pokemon of all this type. And you can plan around that, but almost all of those Pokemon will have a move, like a high level move that is completely against their type. Right. And it's usually that more super effective against a type that they're vulnerable to. Right. So I remember like there is one that I was sending out. I forget who I was fighting, but I sent out my ice bug Pokemon and like they just like wrecked me with flamethrower. I'm like, you should not know a fire type. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that you should know a fire type move. But it just instantly KO'd me. And I was like a level of like difficulty that I just was not expecting. And that I really like that they still have those, especially at the like late end game battles. And like yeah. another thing is that uh I was the way I really like how they've kind of revamped experience in the past couple titles where in like they will give you experience anytime that you successfully finish a battle which also includes catching the pokemon so nice. even before if you like caught a pokemon you wouldn't get any experience right and they also have experience share built into the whole thing so like if you like beat a pokemon all of your pokemon get experience which is huge if you catch, that was a big so deal when easy. they added that it's yeah. such a nice thing that, again, once they introduced it, I cannot believe that it was not <laughs> in there from the beginning. Right. Right, right. So, like, I was catching a lot of Pokemon. I think I, at this point, I haven't played too much past the end game. I had like 210 or 230. So, like, I was around midway and I was doing a good job of like training and evolving and catching a lot, but I still wanted to progress in the story. So, I wasn't, you know, over leveling or over training. Also, there aren't a ton of trainers in the game, period. Huh. So it is mostly a focus on catching. Okay. Um, and just fighting Pokemon in the wild to get experience? Yeah. Huh. And, like, there are, like, you know, the the gym battles that are pretty good, like, paced out, like, in terms of level. Like, I was, I was a little over-leveled for most of the gym fights, but once I got to, like, the champion, like, I think, like... I was kind of expecting to be as overleveled as I was for the like beginning half of the right. game. But like he was sending out some that were like 10 levels higher than oh, wow. my lowest Ooh, or like, okay. Yeah. And well, I mean, I came in with like, Oh, I was like, Oh yeah. Like this will be my weak one. And then as soon as like he threw out one that was 10 levels, I was like, I can't use this one. Except <laughs> for as a sponge. Come back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I guess my, my other question is just like I like I'm I'm liking everything you're saying, but it does still sound like overall it, it's like other than bringing it into like a console, you know, full 3D. And I know they've kind of done some 3D stuff on the DS and 3DS, but it still mostly sounds like it's quality of life improvements and, and some, you know, new tweaks and stuff. But it 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 still doesn't sound like there this is like a new Pokemon experience. It kind of sounds like it's more of the same with with some new cool stuff but you know I, I don't know if that's enough to grab me because i i feel like i've played the formula i, don't I know, know. I, I i i remember i convinced you to buy pokemon black and uh, i'm sorry that you didn't i mean enjoy I, it as I, had a, I, I had it. a fun time i just like i always play about half of the game i feel like other than i played all the way through red or blue i think i had red um and i th- I think that's the only one I've played all the way through. And I, I mean, I was hooked on that game, but yeah. I, I'm who wasn't at, right. at that time. Yep. But uh, other than that, yeah, I feel like I've just kind of gotten about halfway through. And so, yeah, like beyond the quality of life and improvements, there's not much more beyond that. Like I've always liked the core conceit of all the Pokemon games. So that's been enough for me to keep going. But yeah, if you know, you're really wanting for there to be a revolution in like the mechanics of the Pokemon game. You're not really going to get it. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm not 
so much looking for a revolution, but just something that's a little more of a hook than just like updated visuals and and yeah, again, quality of life improvements, even though I'm, it's really impressive that they've been just chipping away at this, you know, core set of mechanics and just honing it in over the course of all, probably almost two decades yeah. now. I, I will say that, uh, you know, the improvement that was in uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, where you could see uh, the Pokemon in the wild, like random encounters weren't really a thing anymore. That's and you could actually... Deal. It, yeah, that's it huge. does feel great, especially in Sword and Shield, where like I would go to a new route and I would see like a Pokemon that was like one of my favorites from an older game. And I'm like, I need to get that right. Oh, now. yeah. Or I would see one that I've never like a brand new Pokemon. I'm like, what the hell is that? I need that's to cool. get that more yeah. like a cartoon in a way that way. Yeah. And then especially even like in those areas, they'll have like. The, you know, most of them are in the like tall grass that you have to venture into, but there are also like very strong versions, usually that are too strong for you to even catch because wow. there are level requirements until you get like uh, gym badges. Like you can't like catch a level 50 Pokemon like right off the bat, even though you can still encounter one. But that's why they've introduced Poke, uh, Poke Dolls, which were always a item that you could get in the ones. But like it was always a it's a free runaway. Right. And like you didn't really use that as a mechanic in the older ones. But if you accidentally run into a level 50 Steelix, when you don't have any gym badges, that is a godsend. OK. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did forget about the the that added feature of like having the even though it is kind of a quality of life thing. I do love, and we've talked about it. I think even in Dragon Quest as well. Oh yeah, like I love having those enemies on the map. Uh, it just makes it something about random battles. It just it turns the game into a little bit more of a tedious process, and, and knowing what you're getting into. And hey, I'm looking for Pokemon. Hey, I'm trying to avoid battles. Whatever it is, you can kind of cater to the experience you want to have or on the switch when you're pick up and play hey i have some time i want to just grind and level up or hey i'm trying to push the story forward i got a few hours to set aside here so i do i do kind of like that just seeing the enemies uh, on the overworld just makes it feel so much more alive too i feel absolutely for those uh pokemon games where you uh can see the the enemies um you know in gold silver they introduced like the dogs that will randomize throughout the map are there those types of pokemon in the wild that you can like i think there are yeah as they're legendary they're the later ones in the game so i think they're the ones uh that might be the titular uh sword and shield um i haven't encountered them in the wild yet okay um but i believe that's what they are like gonna be sprinting (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool I think we can pretty much uh, wrap it up there on the Pokemon and probably wrap it up there for the, the episode this week. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Well, uh, hopefully this one, uh, this Baba's you discussion won't be lost to the ages. <laughs> oh, it's same um, setup. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the triple mics will treat us well. Third time's a charm. Second time. I don't know. So we'll see. But uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, pursuingpixels.com or, you know, again, anywhere you can type backslash pursuing pixels, you can probably find us. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week and take care. See you. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, I just don't want to take any chances after losing that one because it seemed like it was just a pure 
like fluke yeah thing that just it randomly happens with GarageBand and Logic, and it'll just convert the audio to eight bit. No, thank you. And then and then tell you that that's not compatible with GarageBand. <laughs> so, and we hate eight bit at yeah. pursuing eight bit. Yeah, 